When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. I hope, well, I don't hope everyone is good and well because I'm sure everyone is good and well when it comes to Arsenal. A big, big victory in the North London derby away at Tottenham. First one in nine years and it puts us eight points clear. But there's a lot more to talk about than just that game. The Mudrick stuff as well. Obviously, a, a lot of deflated fans Saturday night after Chelsea swooped in and got him. But Arsenal sure made up for it on the Sunday. And I think Mudrick is, is a bit of history now. But we will get into that because I was vexed myself with it. And we will talk about the transfer window. I think he was himself. It doesn't look too happy, <laughs> does he? I mean, he hasn't smiled in a single photo. But anyway, good luck to him. Yeah, leading up to it, he was, he, was, he was posting Arsenal literally every other day. And then now he's signed for Chelsea. We haven't seen him active at all. So I don't know what's going on there. But he is a Chelsea player. It is over. There is no Mudrick to Arsenal. There is no more Instagram <coughs> more flirting. There's no more twerking. It is what it is. We beat Tottenham away. That is the main news. Uh, me and Lee were at the game. I haven't had a chance to catch up with Jordan and James. So we might as well start. Unusually, with one of the one of the ones that I haven't caught up with. Because um, I was there with Lee. We did briefly speak about it. But I do want to get his thoughts and, and vice versa. I'll give mine. But let's go with... I don't, I don't want to start with a negative so let's let's go with james first <laughs> that is harsh that is harsh and just, just in case if i start with you you might start with that no, no, no 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 you'll see what you, you'll see what i've got go on james, go on, james. should we should we address the allegations right you've all you've all seen my fan cam title and you've all got a bit to say about it. So do you yeah. want to just get that off your chest? Your fan cam title, I was always confident. And I thought to myself, I'm forever awesome. When I predicted 3-1, this was your reaction. Oh, no, no. <laughs> and then I saw his title. I was always confident. I, what's going on there, James? Did you watch, did you watch the video, my friend? No. Nah. Well, I, mean... I said, I said, sod this guy. He's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call him, knocker. Knock, 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 knock. <laughs> I still don't not know what that means, really. That's what it actually means. Knocker means not to be trusted. <laughs> sure. Um, well, 
for all you lovely people, because I saw this coming, I even I even called out Lee Judges by name. Um, I knew you'd all have something to say about the fact that I was confident. I said to Dan, this is all absolutely true. And by the way, it was Dan who said it in the interview, not even me. Um, but I came in for the starting 11 show and I had that 25 minute walk from Highbury and Islington. And I don't know how, I honestly can't explain it to you. This is all 100% true. My, like, my feeling on the game just completely flipped. Now, going into even Friday when I recorded the previews after Box to Box at the ground with Cecil, even then I was going, I hate this fixture. I hate coming here. I just, oh, this is this is where I just accept we're not going to, at best we'll get a point and maybe we get out of there without, you know, giving them the satisfaction of a win. And that more something I was just like, let's have it. Come on. Let's, let's, I, I don't know what it was. I was just feeling good about it. I saw it to my brother as well. I said, I hate this feeling, Will, because it's the disappointment that kills you. But I actually think we can do something. And they absolutely delivered. I don't know if you guys ever get that feeling. I remember a couple of occasions over the years. I remember we beat Barcelona 2-1 at the Emirates. I remember that day as well, just thinking, I don't know, I think we might do something. And I had a very similar feeling that morning, which was so contrary to everything I'd been feeling all week. And I went for a draw on Forever Arsenal, being optimistic. I actually, actually thought we'd lose at the time. I thought we'll probably lose because we always lose this game. But it was something, I think my head just started to overrule my, like, you know, my typical nerves. Well, stop shaking your head. This should be inspiring you, Lee. And all you <laughs> just being cynical about it. But I just... Yeah. I just felt like, hold on, they've been awful. We've been brilliant. And it, we haven't let the kind of, you know, the weight of pressure facing Liverpool or Chelsea get to us. We played brilliantly at Old Trafford. Why can't we? And in fairness, second half, they made us work for it a little bit. The first half, we were immense. And we just did what we've been doing to every team. And we, and we got the win. And I'm so, so proud of the team. Yeah, well, listen... Proud of, the t- proud of the team is an understatement. If you saw my yeah. fan cam, I don't think I've ever had a fan cam like that. I'm not sure who saw it, but I don't think I've ever had a fan cam like that. Well, I, I do watch the fan cams, Turkish, actually. I was interested in what you had to say. No, when um, you're talking to the league, I expect people to be watching. I hear your, um, I hear your singing songs. I was getting involved. I was no, getting well, involved. Well, I was getting involved, which, to say the least. songs in particular were you enjoying? Well, there's, there's, there's one about Super Mikarteta. I was, okay. I, was, I, was, I was explaining a little bit. Um, have, have the lyrics changed on that, by the way? Has it become going to win the Premier League, surely? Is that, is that I, I, I always sing that. I've always sung that. I think it's been a very... I, I, I love the song, but it's negative. Yeah. And listen, Arsenal sing, right? If someone said to me, yeah, yeah, we've got to be realistic. Arsenal's best song, right, when, when everybody sings it, is um, by far the greatest team the world has ever seen. Is that really true? Are we the best team the world's ever seen at this moment in time? No, but we sing it and we sing it proud. So when we sing at the end of that, when I, when they sing it, I always say, and Arsenal going to win the Premier League. That is what I say, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm on my own at the moment, but listen, I've been singing that for a year. I don't think we should be like saying, oh, we're celebrating getting to the top four, you know, but aim higher, aim higher. And, and I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big thing of that, like, you know. Yeah, a bit, a bit of Just thought I'd say that, sorry. A bit of granite no. jacket in there as well. A little, a little bit. Of We've got granite jacket. Yeah, who have we got, Jordan? He who can't be named. Yeah, that's got. the one. That's the one. <laughs> Much more it's got to be named now, Jordan. After that performance in the North London, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, 
I'm getting there. No, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, 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 we'll get to the United game because that if we can get past United on Saturday, no, it's always the next one for Grant. No, no, no. That is the one. That is the one. That is. The I one, can't so. wait for Jordan's live coverage when Arsenal touch would lift the trophy, and he's just there on the radio going, and up he comes. He who can't be named. <laughs> and he's lifting the trophy. One hand on the left, Odegaard on the other. I know, I know it's not realistic. lifted it. What a change. What a turnaround. I, I know it's never really, it's not realistic. It ain't going to happen. But if he was at, at to win the shirt, you know, you'd have to have Granite Shecker on the back. With the post <laughs> the yeah, it makes sense. I think it makes sense. And, and it's coming. It's coming. It was a bit of a uh, D, uh, D. And, and don't get me wrong. When I was there watching the game, I didn't. I thought Eddie had a poor game because he had a couple missed chances at crucial times. You know, I, I thought it could have been three, four nil. But then when I came home the next day, well, the evening, going into the morning, and I watched the game back, the full, the full game back, I thought, nah, he actually had a, he actually had a pretty good game. When I, when I look at it overall, it's, it's very different watching it live to watching it on yeah. TV. So. I saw things that he did and, and the way he helped the team leading the attack and especially in that second half. And I thought to myself, okay, it, it was justified a bit Eddie in there as well. So yeah, I, I enjoyed myself. Well, second, away, second away game this season, no goals conceded. The other one was Brentford 3-0, Tottenham 2-0. I'm on a roll. I'm I'm, I'm at Emirates were, next week as well. Were you thinking were you singing we've got Stanley Bronkey or anything oh, like that? Mate, listen, don't ruin it. <laughs> when you start singing about him, I'll start singing about the Swiss captain. Yeah, deal. <laughs> At least I'm the Swiss captain now. <laughs> nah, they got Stanley. And with the Mudrick news and, and the lack of incoming so far in January, <clears> they've yeah. got a longer way to go than I first thought in December. But we'll talk about that. Let's let's talk about Tottenham first and foremost. What a result! What a performance. Finally got the job done. Under pressure as well, because after United beat City, yes, it was good for us. But at the same time, United are now in, in the conversation too. Um, we're only 18 games in. We're not even halfway there yet. Jordan's shaking his head. But <laughs> I know why. I know why. But they have put themselves in the conversation with the form. That <clears throat> um, I don't think they'll do it. I don't think they'll be near it at the end. But... I didn't think Arsenal would do. I didn't think we'd be near it at the end, and and we're not near it. We're leading it, so we'll see how that one goes. Let it. Let's go to Jordan now. Jordan, let's start with the positives first. Don't bring it down. Uh, no, Turkish. <clears throat> I've only, I've only got positives today. I've only got positives. Honestly, today I, even I can't find a negative. Um, I think James used the word proud earlier on. I think that is the word. I'm just proud of this team, watching this team play and how they go about their business. It's just a joy to watch. One of the one of the biggest signs for me that other rival fans are genuinely scared about what Arsenal are doing is I hear some of the dumbest and stupidest arguments against why Arsenal win the Premier League. Oh, you guys over-celebrated. Oh, if you guys get an injury to enter to, to to him, 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 like eight players in name. Oh, um, it's a weak league this season. Just really, really kind of the dumb reasons. They're clutching. They're clutching for reasons as to why Arsenal come in the Premier League. I said to my dad, who's a Chelsea fan, and my cousin, who's a Man United fan. If you don't think Arsenal win the Premier League, that's fine. That's a legitimate opinion. You can pick City, you're not, whatever. That's fine. 
but their reasons behind it are so weak. I'm like, just say, I hate Arsenal. I think it will be the worst thing on the in the world for you guys to win the Premier League. I will hate it. But you guys are a problem and I'm scared. Just say that. Just say that. Just be honest. And that's telling me that they are all genuinely concerned that we could win the Premier League. Because their arguments are so weak. They're so weak, Turkish. Watching the Spurs-Arsenal game, <clears throat> I'm, I'm just so happy about how easy... We're dismissing these teams. We're not making a big deal of it. We're not making a big fuss of it. We're just going to teams now and just handling our business, doing the job, getting in and getting out. Another thing as well that I, I was pleased about as well was we won 2-0. But, and I, I'm going to be honest, I was, at, I was at a friend's 50th. So I I, I, I missed this one. I, I did miss that. I saw the highlights on Match of the Day and I watched all the clips online. But I, Are you I, serious? I, I, I had a friend's 50th and I forgot about it until the day before. But I'm going to I'm going to the Emirates. I'm going to the Emirates. <laughs> I'm actually going to the Emirates on 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 um on Sunday, so I, I, I can't miss this one. Lee <laughs> <laughs> turned his camera off and well, just left. Two of us now, Jordan. Well done. Well done. It's just, 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 just being Turkish. If he's missed the game, I'm missing his thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I'm not listening to anything he's got to say now. Like, you know, this is. This you know is what it criminal. was? You know, you, know, you know what it was? The day before, my friend reminded me it was her 50th party and she booked it like three months ago. I was, I was, I was uh, anyway, I was at the event with my phone, just seeing Larissa and Goldberg. Anyway, I'm going to keep talking because I know, I know I know it's poor. I deserve this. I deserve to be. Turkish, you should leave too. I deserve I, it. I deserve I, it. I, I, but where my studio is right now, it's a tight space because I wanted to leave. <laughs> I'll, I'll save my piece and then I'll leave. Just go leave the camera. I'll leave that uh, behind you. I'll, I'll, say, I'll save my bit, then I'll go. But what I was going to say was, was the fact that we not only beat Spurs at Spurs in, in of itself is, is, is a great thing because we don't generally win there. But that we beat them playing good football. It wasn't a back-to-the-wall smash and grab. I think Spurs got lucky to get only to only lose 2-0. I, 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 th I think we were so much better than Spurs. I just love how we're comfortable in games. Yeah, Spurs had a, had a 10, 15-minute period in the second half. Don't stop losing your head, Lee. You know, he knows what's going to come in the comment section. That's I know, I know, I know. But, I'm, you know, if anything, I'm not a liar. I'm an honest guy. I'm an honest guy. Sure, right? You, you can call me... You might be in, mate. I'll be honest with you. This, this might be one step too far. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe a Tottenham fan would be better coming on. Honestly, I was gutted, but I did watch the game afterwards. I, I did watch it afterwards. I just wasn't. Oh, well, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it live. But let me say my final point. Then I'll then I'll, then I'll, I'll get my coat. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how taxi taxi. <laughs> yeah, the Uber's coming in a minute now. <laughs> I love how we're handling our business with the minimal amount of fuss. We, we, we just look so comfortable. Apart from a 10-minute spell in the second half, at no point did I, did I think we were, we were, we were in trouble. And, and that's, I think that's testament to how we're playing. We're not, we're not fluking these wins. We're not getting these wins by our backs to the wall. I love that. And just before I go, I want to just very briefly flag three individuals. The first one, you mentioned Eddie Nketiah there, um, Turkish. He didn't score a goal. And I mentioned that he scored a goal against West Ham that was very Ian Wright-like. His general play is very Ian Wright-like. There was a run that he did where he bent it. I forgot who put him through and he bent it. And it just reminded Daka. me. 
was it? Almost said it then. Almost said it. Almost said his <laughs> name then. Almost said it. He he shan't be named passing through. And the whole movement just reminded me of really of Prime Ian Wright. The second guy I want to mention, and I keep mentioning him every single week now, but he just gets better and better for me. Thomas Party, Tommy P. I I, I just he's 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 really 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 becoming the guy that I really thought we'd sign. He was he was immense. He was so immense. He is bossing that midfield. He's really, really impressing me. And the third player, the third person I want to name, who I said on the last podcast I thought was an important figure in, in this game, was the manager, Mikel Arteta. I thought the, the, the team was right. The tactics were right. The in-game management was correct. The subs were correct. And he conducted himself in a really calm way. I think you mentioned, James, in the last podcast, we don't need to get involved in, in, in the emotion of this game. I want to just see him, as you mentioned, James, hands in your pockets, just handle business, knowing that you trust your team to get the job done. So I think Mikel Arteta deserves a real big round of applause as well, because if you look at how we, we performed there last year and how, what had, okay, I know Rob Holden got sent off, but how we were there last year, it was the opposite. We, we got involved in the, in the emotional battle, whereas this time it was just, we're better than you, motherfuckers. We're better than you. We don't need to get involved in, in your little little boy exactly. games. We're going to handle business, get our three points and get the hell out of it because we've got bigger things to worry about. <clears throat> I'll go and, now. And actually, sorry to add, just very quickly to add to that. <laughs> I think the way... It's gone. <laughs> it's amazing how we got all that from the highlights. Um, but, <laughs> on his phone as well. Brilliant. You know what I mean? Absolutely brilliant. That'd be, be spot on. And, and actually, the, the, the thing I really loved about it was I think the way we approached it totally demoralised Tottenham and, and the, the stadium. I mean, you two were there, but it, it felt to me, because I was still listening to commentary on the side, it felt to me like when Arsenal got their foot on the ball, cool, they got an early goal. Let's be honest, Lloris really gave us that. We had a massive opportunity to Eddie before, so we were well worthy of our lead. Um, but the way Arsenal were playing it around... And then when there were a few little, you know, little moments where maybe it might have bored over and the tension started to rise, Arsenal dealt with it brilliantly. And I think the fact that it was not interested, ball on the floor, pass, 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 pass. Then they miss a few early chances. We kind of steal up a little bit. We kind of get through that bit. I think all that just completely killed Tottenham's kind of any confidence that they might have had. Any sort of anything that they were hoping would generate a bit of momentum in the game. Arsenal went, yeah, we're not interested. We did the same at Stamford Bridge. Mm. We did the same at Stamford Bridge. We absolutely just quietened the crowd by essentially almost like uh, my housemate actually just moved out, bless him, but he, he was a Chelsea fan, probably because Arsenal were playing so well. Um, and he, um, I remember him saying after that game, he said, you know, I was just watching it going, oh, my word, you are so good. You know, and when you do that to a crowd, that's different to you know, trying to get behind your team, hoping they find something and you're going, they're too good, we can't do it. It's been a long time since Arsenal have gone to ground and done that. Yeah, yeah, especially that ground. I mean, on the names Jordan mentioned, I've talked about Eddie already and re-watching the game and seeing what he did bring, albeit the missed chances at the stadium. You just want those missed chances to hit the back of the net because the nerves are just flowing through your body. But Thomas Partey even... A few sloppy balls here and there. Even even just before the ball over the top to Saka, he gave possession away, but he did, pretty much he won it back straight away. But then the ball over the top to Saka, Lloris just, Ooh. you know, Lloris failing to to hold that, as Toby <clears throat> likes to say on the big six. Um, and it was one new Arsenal on goal. Go on, Jordan. Can I, can I just say very quickly, I'm, I'm talking way too much, and I know Lee wants to come in as well. I just want to say, you know, Turks, I love it. I told you so. 
People are talking now about Larice being crap for the last two or three years. I know it's an Arsenal podcast, but I've got to say it. People said, oh, that he's, he's declined the last two or three years. Let me tell you now, guys, I've done Arsenal podcasts on, on AFTV and for other platforms for nearly a decade. And I've been saying for almost a decade, Hugo Lloris is not elite. I'm talking when people had him in the category of Czech Chelsea and Joe Hart of Man City. I've never had Hugo Lloris as an elite goalkeeper. He has always thrown one in, especially in the North London derbies as well. The amount of goals we've scored in North London derbies because of Hugo Lloris. He's never been an elite goalkeeper. This idea that he's just in the last two years declined is a myth. He's never he's, he, he he can make a world class save in in one minute and chuck one in four minutes later. That is not a world class goalkeeper. That is not a top goalkeeper. Top goalkeepers now are judged on how many mistakes you make over a season, and the best ones make one or two max. He's making one a month. Yeah, he's always yeah. made one. So I know this is the Arsenal podcast, no. but. I'm glad you said that reason reason being because there's a name you didn't mention and you also said that Arsenal didn't didn't look worried at all and I'll just counter that because Ramsdale made some crucial saves at some crucial times as soon as we went 1-0 up they had a massive chance with Sun and it was a great save in that first half at the end of the first half the Harry Kane header that was their only two chances in the first half and there were two very good chances the first one being more or less a dead cert here in the back of the net and he made the save with the Harry Kane header and then to start the second half we was 2-0 up Tottenham had a bit of momentum starting the second half trying to get back into it um he had the save from Harry Kane and then probably the best one of the lot Sessignon having just run through the the, the save with his foot that's world class that save it, is world class because at those times 1-0 up it goes 1-1 in the second half 2-0 up an early goal for Tottenham 2-1 then you start here in the stadium kind of really roaring and getting behind the team because hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Like you said, you're right. We nullified any noise from the stadium pretty much from the get-go. The the, the Tottenham fans were watching it thinking, (laughs) these are a proper team. But if they did get a goal in in that Mm -hmm. second half, in the first five, ten minutes, I believe it would have been a different game. And we we, we know that Tottenham are, are used to comebacks this season. So Ramsdale, for me, man of the match by far by far and that's not to say we was under pressure it's just to say that when called upon do your job do your job 
Lee's, Lee's, Lee's shaking his head. Not man of the match for you, Odegaard? No way. No way, man of the match. Like, I've got a confession to make. I went into the game, like, but I watched Coronation Street on my phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so what was the highlights of Corrie then, Lee? But, uh, yeah, it was very good, like, you know I mean? Very good, like, you know I mean? But uh, no, no, seriously, like, I'm, I'm get, it bugs me when people say man of the match because it means in the goal, we've been under the pump and all that, like, and, and we wasn't. We wasn't under the pump. What what he'd done, he's, he made a very, very good save from Ceci, on which he was brilliant. I'm not, <clears throat> I, I, I got to say that I thought Ramsdale was fantastic on the day. He'd done what I expect a very, very good goalkeeper to do, make saves when it mattered. And and what was good about his performance was I didn't think he was busy. We've, we've criticised him at times for trying to get involved in the game. Mm. And he let the game come to him, made mm. his saves, done everything properly. And do you know what? What are people saying? Oh, he's man in the match, he's man in the match. Because he's done his job properly. And that's what I like and that's what I want from my goalkeeper. And I think now it's time for him now to, to take over at number one and everything that that was as mature as goalkeeping performance mm-hmm. that I've seen mm-hmm. from him all season. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Turkish is right. The first save against song. That's the one, that's the one because they, it was two minutes or three minutes after we'd scored yeah. game changer. Fantastic. But man, the match. No, when I look at performances like Thomas party, Ulegaard on there, Saka, what he'd done and all that, like Ben White at the back, the two yeah. central defenders were fantastic. They were better than, than than Ramsdale. Ramsdale done his job. I love him. And one of the best things at the at the end of the game, Turkish, as you will know, is that his dad was up up in the stands giving serenading the Arsenal fans to Aaron Ramsdale. It is fantastic. You know what I mean? Like first, the second thing I've got to say about over celebrating. I don't care. That was fantastic. If any any Arsenal fan. You know, I used to moan and groan on on, on, on on interviews when players didn't come over and all that. And people used to say to me, "Oh, well, it ain't the end. Of, well, it's not that big, bigger deal." Every single player, yeah. substitute, coach, everybody that was involved in that. I think I even see the team, the the, the bus driver on the on on their giving. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's fantastic. Every single one of them people that was to do with <laughs> Arsenal was over there. And as I said, I said say it yesterday, and I say it today. I felt, I don't know how Turkish feels about that, I feel I contributed to Arsenal winning a game of football against Tottenham because yeah. I felt part of it. And that is the biggest thing that Mikel Arteta has <laughs> done for me. <laughs> he just pointed right, himself, I mean. Jordan. Yeah. Man of the Even match, if you was on your phone, you know what I mean? Like, me, me too, Lee. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're on the dance floor giving it. I oh, know, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know. <laughs> I'll I, I tell you what the Arsenal players this is uh, as they was running over they said let's dance on the White Hart Lane turf because like you know I mean, Jordan's partying it partying it he's, he's mates 50 <laughs> giving it like, you know what I mean, like, you know what I mean? but no seriously <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like yeah and I, I, I do believe that that was part of it I, I felt something you know like it was just fantastic like the performance was brilliant I'm going to be like, I know what James is saying earlier on about, um, I'm always worried about North London derbies. I'm going to be like, I went to bed at 11 o'clock at one o'clock. I'm still up. I'm still up. Like, you know what I mean? Like waggling away. I was at one o'clock in the morning. Like, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't get to pick sleep. Your, pick your words wisely, Lee. Wanging or waggling? Which wanging, one? wanging away. I was wanging away at one o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Like I couldn't get to sleep. Oh. Gets to the game. Nervous as anything, you know, like, you know, 15 minutes into that game. Now, this is a, is a big bolt, but, you you know, I turned around to Julian because I was standing next to Julian and I said to him, we are winning this game. 15 minutes into that game, we was winning that game. And 
I was disappointed that we wasn't um, more than one nil up. Was what Jordan said. Uh, sorry, two nil up half time. I, I, I felt we should have been three or four. But what was really good about it, guys, is that you know when they say our oh, Spurs don't start that. The first five minutes they come out. They 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 they, they play well. Do you know why they went back into their shape and shell? Because we made them by the way we play. We got on the ball and we knocked it back and around them and we scared them. We scared them back into their shape. And when you've got my Spurs mates phoning me up after the game and going, wow, you know what I mean? Like I, a couple of, one of them turned around to me and said, like, at half time, I'd have bit your hand off for 2 0. I was pleased to get out of that game 2 0. Sorry, I just want to step in there because there's another thing I want to mention about Ramsdale. Now you've said that. You know, in the first five, ten minutes of the second half, it wasn't a save, but we was under pressure and Ramsdale grabbed the ball and he held on to it. But then he realised there's a chance. He got straight back up and he played a long ball Martinelli. Martinelli, who got yeah. fouled by Saar, who got a yellow yeah. card. And then that slowly but surely added to changing things around in that second half because usually you want your keeper to sit on it Waste a bit of time because we are mm-hmm. under a little bit of pressure. Fantastic in the game. point. Yeah, I remember <clears> that. Yeah. yeah. You know what you that. just said there, Lee, about um, that first five minutes, Tottenham started all right and then they started to back off because we made them. I honestly think you can maybe look at one pass, one pass that completely changed that. Do you know when Zinchenko, you'd have had a good view of it. Zinchenko had it a left back. He had a player in front of him, a player sort of to his right, I think it was Saar. And he came inside and you think he's going to give it back to Gabriel. And with his right foot, he cuts it through. <coughs> and then Xhaka yeah. turns and he's running. And that was right in the middle of the pitch. But the, our ability to just play through their midfield, you know, because we had Zinchenko, Partey, Odegaard and Xhaka, basically as a forward, just totally dominating Hoybe and Saar. And the defenders didn't really want to come. And every time Romero did, he made an absolute clown of himself because he was awful. Um flew into every tackle, whether he was near it or oh, not. I, I don't write you know, him now. I know, neither do I. Um, clearly, yeah, anyway. Um, I think that was the moment that they went, oh, we just tried to press a little bit, but they dealt with it like it was nothing and then slowly retreated. And those little moments, that's why Zinchenko is so important. I, I, yeah, I, listen, I, I, he was super. Do you know what? what I... I I'm going to be really. We're talking about this, so you can go on. Five years ago, I think I got very, very frustrated with Arsenal. I wasn't in love with Arsenal Football Club. I loved the football club, but I wasn't interested. So when they lost, I was taking it out and everybody. I didn't really like the players, didn't want to like, you know, every single player now I love in that football team. And Shinchenko, I'm not one of my favourites because he don't just come here like, you know what I mean? He come out uh, for the game. And as he's as it's about to kick off, he's come up to all the Arsenal fans going, come on, let's give it now. Oh, you know what I mean? That, I'm thinking, wow, hey, all right, okay, you know, calm down a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? The first time he got the ball, he put his foot on it uh, and, and just showed you what he can do. And, and, and he passed through the lines. And I'll tell you what, if I, I you know, I'm, I, I, listen, I hate something. I hate that um, Hoiberg. Uh, but I, I, a lot of, admiration for him after during that game because he was like running around all over the place it was like run around now like you know what i mean every time he got near a player they popped it off every time he tried to so he just what he he just couldn't get near Arsenal. but to, to his credit he kept on working we just you know what i mean like to so playing in that midfield against that that three 
would have been an absolute nightmare for him. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, he had a young kid next to him who, 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 who ran his socks off as well. But we just played around them so, so easily. Like, it was a masterclass. And Uligar, by the way, oh, my God. Like, you know what I mean? He was just purring. It was, it was just a wonderful, wonderful first-half performance. And I'm going to be really honest with you when I say this. I've not seen us play like that even when the Invincibles played and dominate a, a game like that, uh, where we've had total control of a game of football. I, I, I'm sitting there at, at, at this magnificent stadium, 60,000, like, you know what I mean? I could have got my pipe and slippers out, like, it was that good. I, 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 I you know, and people go on, yeah, I've heard this thing now about the weakest league and all that, like, you know. Well, the last five, six, seven, eight years, Arsenal Football Club have not been in the, the, this league, you know what I mean? And we are playing some breathtaking football, clean sheets, defending like we're defending. Uh, 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 do you know what? Years ago, we go one nil, two nil up, and you you couldn't relax and enjoy yourself. This is like watching no, George no. defence, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, it, 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 it's got this. This team's got a little bit of George Graham, right? Team, and it's got a little bit of Arsene Wenger. It's got a yeah, lovely, yeah. lovely mix. It's you know, great if you've got proper play, pro- proper players in there who want to defend. Now, Gabriel's took a little bit of stick in that. He made he made one mistake when he didn't win the header with Harry Kane. Other than that, he was immense. He was I, absolutely I, immense. Lee, you know somebody somebody in the comments uh, mentioned. I was I was going to mention it now because I'm glad you flagged it. Somebody in the comments, and I think on the last pod we did mentioned Gabriel, we should talk about him a bit more. We spoke at length on the last pod about Onene. We've spoken at length about the likes of he who shan't be named, Saka, Jesus, Saliba, and, and now Ramsdale. We've not actually spoken, and even Ben White, we've not actually spoken this season on this podcast about Gabriel. And I think it's because in the first half of the season, the first half of the first half of the season, he did make a couple of errors that made yeah. us a little bit, nah, he needs to wipe it out. And he has. Since those two or three errors in the first five, ten games, he's not put a foot wrong. He's arguably, arguably been better than Saliba. Now, since he's, those he's, mistakes, I'll agree. Since those mistakes, do you know what I mean? So I think we yeah. should just very briefly just mention Gabriel's performance Brilliant. in this game and his last ten games because he's been flawless. I don't mm. think his ceiling is as high as Saliba's. I think Saliba's ceiling is higher. He'll go on to be a better player. But Gabriel is becoming a very solid dependable defender and that's what I want from my centre-back I don't really care if you're not great on the ball or if you're not flashing if you're just 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 give me a 7 out of 10 on the ball. every single week he he actually, he's not bad he's not bad so I think it's, it's it's cool that we mentioned Gabriel second thing I would try for a couple of things you mentioned um, the celebrations Lee I don't think they did over-celebrate I didn't. No. Think they, I think it's, it's a big win and they celebrated a little bit I don't think they over-celebrated it wasn't I didn't look at it and think Oh God! All right, guys, <laughs> cut rain it in a little bit. <laughs> there were no flags. There was no fireworks. There was no. Do you know what I mean? They 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 danced with the fans for ten minutes. Then then they went back in. So I think that was overblown as well. The third thing, clean sheet. To get a clean sheet against Harry Kane and and that and that Spurs front line. I know they're dog, but to keep a clean sheet again, I think plays to your point, Lee, about this team defensively, especially away. I don't, yeah. James, you might know, but how many clean sheets away from home is that now? We, we've been so impressive. Seven. Oh, uh, look, seven. Something like and that. that inc- and that includes Tottenham and Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? So I think that the fact that we've got a clean sheet is one of the biggest things that I took away from this particular fixture as well. And the final point I wanted to make, oh, yes. 
you guys were there, um, Turkish and Lena Stadium, and people talk about Spurs, North London, this raucous atmosphere. Yeah. I watched it on TV, granted. I, did, I didn't see that. It, it, it looked and sounded loud. It sounded loud. It, it was loud, but don't give me this raucous, raucous atmosphere. That I, it, I just don't see it. I just don't. I just don't see it. And go, go on, Lee. You, you want to respond? No, I, 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 I will say this: they get they're going on about how fantastic this atmosphere in this stadium is and everything like that. Like you know, what I mean? let me tell you this now, and I'm not, not, not biased. The best atmosphere I've gone to the football ground. Is White Hart Lane, the old ground, 30,000, 35,000. It was electric. It was always rocking. It was unbelievable. I have to say, you know what I mean? A little, I was always a little bit jealous of their atmosphere and uh, they got it and all that. They got it against us. Maybe it was different at other games. But when I went to Tottenham away, it was hostile. The atmosphere was electric. It, You know what I mean? I remember when, do you remember that goal when Harry Kane scored and he threw off his mask? They went to mm. the He scored with Sanchez. Uh, uh, the place was it was moving it was shaking it was incredible like and then then sanchez scored in the last minute and our arsenal fans went mad it was unbelievable that atmosphere is nothing to what they've got now and they can go on about like you know what i mean i i, I look listen it's a wonderful wonderful stadium i've got to say that like but as far as atmosphere is concerned nowhere near like the old ground again they played two in the middle I can't, I can't get over it. They, they, they never learn their lessons. Two in the middle, and they get, they just got dominated again. In fact, we had four. If you include Zinchenko, we yeah. actually had four in, in, in midfield. So they just, he, he totally. Uh, oh, we killed them, and Conte didn't <clears throat> spot it. Um, and my final, final, final point before I shut the hell up is was going to be. Um, I've forgotten. While you wait, while, while you think about it, you mentioned Gabriel and we mentioned his performance, but look at the way he was first over to Ramsdale at the end when Richarlison was kind of having a go at Ramsdale. Mm -hmm. um, he was the first one over. And one thing I loved about it, and this is coming from me, and usually in those situations, I grew up on hard-fought battles where... You were down for the smoke. If a, yeah, if a player comes to you like Richarlison came to you, smack him or, or do something <laughs> to him. But with this, with the way the league is set up now, with the way the FA is, with the way we get charged for pretty much nothing, I looked at Ramsdale and I thought to myself, that's Mikel Arteta. He's told you don't get involved in any of the nonsense because Richarlison was quite heavy-handed with him at the end. He it should, be, it should be done for it. You know what I mean? Raising your hands. Raising your hands. 100%. I will say this about Richarlison. FA will do nothing. No, they won't do nothing. I will say this about Richarlison. I can't stand him, right? But part of me, I, I agree with him. I don't know what the hell Martinelli's doing, trying to fist pump him and, and things like that. Like, you know what I mean? like <laughs> did, did you did you think Martinelli was genuine, or do you think that was a little bit? Of I, I don't know, but <clears throat> maybe I, I a little don't, bit, of, bit of it and all that. But I think he was trying to. Piss. I yeah, think I thought, it looked to me like he's coming over that. I've got no problem. <laughs> right, buddy. And, and I tell you what, I've got, I've got no problem with Richarlison uh, not doing it because if that was me, I'd done exactly the same. Like, I, I, oh, I'll yeah. tell you what, when I play football, yeah, for that 90 fine. minutes, if, if I'm playing it, I ain't friends with no one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, apart from my teammates, that's it. So I quite like that about Richarlison. I quite like that sort of thing. But I think there's a little bit of tongue in cheek and all that. Like, I like the thing with. Um, uh, him and Tommy Asso having a little bit on the line and all that. Like, yeah. You know, like, Oh, I, there's a difference about this Arsenal team. I'm telling you this now: you, Arsenal ain't going to be bullied no more. That's what you, I like. Yeah. And and Lee, you mentioned the word earlier on, mature. 
the reaction from from Tomiyasu in that instance was he was just mature. He, he didn't get involved. He was just look, mate, just just relax. He didn't he didn't rise to it. Ramsdale at the end with with the fan and all that sort of stuff. Just it, it's, it's mature. And I I agree with Turkish. I think that comes from Mikel Arteta. I think he said to them, guys, last year you got involved. You got emotional. They dragged you down to their level. This year we are on two. We are on three different levels. Yeah, we don't need to be any. We don't need to get involved. Just do your job. Don't rise to it, and let's get the hell out of this shithole. Did you see? But, when, you know, did you sorry. see when Granit Xhaka kind of ran towards the crowd again, or ran towards the players, and, and Arteta just turned around and ran? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was. I mean, some of the memes that have come out of this derby as well, like, were just unbelievable. But you know, um, just one thing I wanted to say as well. Because, I mean, obviously, it's right that we look back at the last derby and what happened in May, and there's a lot of comparisons. And I think the um, the, the mental side of things, we've, we've obviously praised the way we dealt with this very differently. Um, but I remember going into that derby in May saying, listen, they love the counter-attack. Don't go punch for punch. You know, they'll just hit you on the break and all that. I don't know if you guys sort of noticed, but the game plan was exactly the same as it was yeah. in May. The difference was, instead of Cedric and Holding, it was White and Saliba. True, and I don't know, true, there was a moment true. where Saliba followed Son all the way to the attacking third. That by the end, by the time Son passed the ball on and they were sort of getting back in some kind of shape, Saliba was on the right wing. Like, it was all man for man. And it was Arteta going, Gabriel, I trust you on Kudazeski. Saliba, I trust you on Kane. But when White has to come all the way across to press Sessegnon, then it's going to be you, Saliba, that drops onto Son. And you're just going to have to figure it out. But I trust you all. And they did it. They absolutely did it. And Arsenal did have to, I think it might have been Grizz on Big Six last night who, who made this point. Arsenal did have to Great show, suffer by the way. at times. Fantastic show. Did have to suffer at times in that second half. Like they did have, let's be fair, Tottenham did have probably three really good chances. The Son one, I don't think the Kane head is a massive chance. I think he actually does really well with the cross. Yeah. Um, the Sessignon one and maybe one of the Kuliseski shots. So they had a, they had a couple, but you know, that's fine. No one's expecting you to go to Tottenham and not concede any chances. But it's more that they weathered that first 10 minutes of the second half and still looked incredibly composed. It didn't look like it rattled Arsenal. Like, oh, they've come out here. They kind of went, oh, that was a bit tricky. Well, well done, Aaron. Thank you for saving us. Let's get on the, on the ball again. Um, and so Arsenal in the first half showed everything on the ball. And then in the second half, I think mentally were showed just a different side. unreal. Showed a different side. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest, James. You know what I mean. <clears throat> I, 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 I'll, I'll be really. I wasted two hours sleep. I said it on my fan cam. Wasted two hours sleep. I shouldn't have done because this this team has got this sort of. I've got to start believing a little bit more in this team because it's not just about that that, that first half and how magnificent it was. It is that second half defending, probably you know, important. Want to defend and 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 do the dirty stuff. This team is prepared to do the dirty work. It's prepared to defend. It's like turning around, <clears throat> and, and I don't know if they've gone in at half time and said, "Right, we've done our job." The attacking boys, we've done our job. Two goals at White Hart Lane. Over you boys now, again, and they've all gone right. Yeah, this is it. This is my time. I'm not watching defenders lose out to 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 Agueros in headers and things like that. Do you imagine one of these centre halves losing an header against Aguero in a cup final? That ain't, that ain't happening. It's not happening, you know what I mean? Like, right, this is your time now. Harry Kane, you know what I mean, scored one goal against this season for a penalty. He hasn't got nothing from open play, you know. He's actually been like, I've got, you know, he's a good player, Harry Kane. He had a couple of chances in that game. Other than that, he never got a kick. 
He never got a mm-hmm. kick. And he's a good mm. player because we've got players that are, are, are proper defenders now. I'd say if you spoke to Harry Kane, he'd sit there and he'd go, I wouldn't want to play against them two week in, week out. And mm. that's what we've got now. We've got, we've had good central defenders in the past, boys. We've had like, you know, one, we've got two now. When have we had two good central defenders like this? Mm. For Since the Invincible, since we won the league with Adams and Keown. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Bold and and Adams, I can go back like, you know what I mean? We've now got a central defensive partnership as good as anybody in the league. And I said it on another show yesterday, like, I wouldn't swap them two for any anybody else. If she said, right, you can have Van Dyke, right? Fantastic central defender. I'm not saying he is, but I'm not swapping him with Saliba and I'm not swapping anybody with them two central defenders. They're, they're, they're my guys. And I, I'll tell what? you what, that 21 and 24. Well, just, one. just, just, one. just on, just, just on that, Lee, oh, that's all three of you. I know we've got to move on to other things, but lots, lots to talk about. But is there a part of the pitch on our, on our starting 11 where we could upgrade? So is there, is there a position in the pitch where you think, no. So left back, I mean, the best left back in the country at the moment. The the answer is yes, but they're all purring and they're all playing so well that whoever we signed isn't walking into this team. I mean, Mm. look, Ilkay Gundogan is still a better box-to-box player than Granit Xhaka. Yeah. But he's not playing like it right now. Um, And Ketch is not the best striker in the league, but my word is he more than doing his bit. Ben White is currently the best right back in the league, but he is. is he going to be reflected on as that over Trent and Cancelo over the next three, four years? Probably not. Maybe. I mean, maybe he will. I mean, he's playing that well. And he's a different mm-hmm. style. You know, he can overlap, but he's also his defensive work's unreal. You wouldn't swap so, him yeah. with no one at the minute, James. Sorry? I wouldn't swap him with no one at the moment. No, but this is, I wouldn't swap any of them. I mean, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't swap any of our players right now for anyone. Of course not. Trip, 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 trip here, right back. Right, no. I mean another top player, but that, you know what I mean. Go back, go back to your fiftieth party, will you? Like, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being provocative. You know what I mean? Just you know, no, no I get your point. It's getting too lovey, lovey. We said on the debate show the other day, James, and it's a it's a fantastic point. Yes, Harry Kane's probably better than Jesus, but I would not swap Jesus for Harry Kane. Because yeah. of the way we play and the, and the team and all that, like you know. Yeah, like, no, I, I I agree with that. that. That's 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 what I'm saying. Like I wouldn't swap none of these players at the moment. Like you know, what I mean, they're all. We said that before the derby, by the way. That's well, yes, bit, we certainly did. Courage that we, you know. But no, just, I don't, ask, I, just, you know, just asking. 
You know, De Bruyne, De Bruyne's a fantastic player, but I, I wouldn't swap him with Odegaard at this moment in time. You know what I mean? Like, don't forget all these players as well. We're all younger than all the guys that you're mentioning. You know what I mean? Like, in three or four years' time, where's where's De Bruyne going to be? In three or four years' time, where's Van Dyke going to be? You know what I mean? Like, I'll I, I tell you what, you know, you look at Gabriel, I think it gets a little bit of criticism because Saliba's so much more, like, you know, better on the ball and everything like that. It just highlights a little bit of his little weaknesses and all that. Like, But I'm telling you that now, I wouldn't swap them two for no one. I wouldn't swap them for no one, like, you know. Uh They've been part of reconnecting the the, the fan base with the yeah, club. Exactly, That's why, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly that. Like, you know what I mean? Ramsdale, like in goal. You know what I mean? Uh, well, we've had. Look, listen, if there was a weakness in this team, I would probably say it was him, right? And I don't mean this nastily. And I say when I, when I say this is because there is at times he tries to get involved in the game and like make a cock up and whatever. And you think, oh, well, you know, um, I, that performance from him on, on it tells me that he's maturing. He's becoming, you know, he is going to be a wonderful, wonderful goalkeeper mm. if he keeps his head on like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't swap none of them like, you know what I mean? Yes, there's better players out there, but. Um, I, I know, I know we've really talked about this performance and, and, and it deserves it. By the way. It absolutely deserves a longer show and, and, and all the time. I just wanted to have one last point that on the many shows I do, I haven't got out till 44 minutes into this one. Um, over the years, Man City, you know, I remember when they first won the title under Pep, they went and won at the bridge uh, last season. They won 2-0 at Old Trafford. If you look at some of the wins they've had away from home in these kind of bigger games, they've not always kind of played scintillating kind of tick-attack of football and, and sort of tapped it into the back of the net. It's sometimes taken, like, at the bridge, De Bruyne from distance to just with his left foot, you know, final on the back of the net. Or I remember they beat Man City last year. I think it was a De Gea error, and then it was a deflection off a cross, you know, from Foden that went into the back of the net and they won 2-0. Um, there is such thing as almost playing well, not because you're creating chances, but because you're exerting so much pressure on the opposition that you're just forcing things. You're forcing errors from the goalkeeper. You're forcing bad deflections or you're forcing panic in their back line. And that's something Man City have done really well over the years. And, and it's always been reflected on as, oh, look at, look at Pep and City. Look at the way they went and dominated there. Look how they battered this team. And actually, when you look at it, if it weren't for that De Bruyne strike, they might not have won that game. If it weren't for that deflection, they might not have won that game. Now, you could say that about Arsenal a little bit. But Odegaard's goal, well, five minutes or ten minutes before, he had a strike from distance and forced a big save out of Lloris there. It's all by design. You know, Partey <laughs> wrapped the post and we scored a goal from distance. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. oh wow. unbelievable. That goes in. But look at the goal. In the Best goal in the North right? London derby ever. Yeah. These, these strikes from distance, they're absolutely part of the plan. Well, they're going to drop deep. They want to ensure that we don't get in and around their penalty area. So let's strike it early. You know, all these things are all part of our, you know, Saka. How many times does it don't show him onto his left foot and he goes onto his right foot and still causes problems? You know, these are, it, I, I think it's, uh, very, someone with a very cynical mindset might look at that game and go, sure, but if it weren't for those moments, you know, would Arsenal have won? But if you just if you just put pressure on the opposition, you force these errors. And I want to make sure that we don't take anything from Arsenal in that situation. Yeah, 100%. I get point. you. I get you. It makes sense. But you are right, 47 minutes in, and, and there's still some more to talk about. I'm going to move on to the transfer stuff before Arsenal, because like I said, on Saturday, Saturday night especially, I done a video, I was, I was vexed because I just thought it's a bit of the same old. We've talked about on the pitch, 
You know my thoughts on Mikel Arteta now and how, how he's changed it around over the last 20, uh, 24 months. It's, it's it's time for the you know the, the 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 ownership and the boardroom to change it around off the pitch too. And I just felt like we've been chasing this guy, talking to this guy since November, maybe even from the summer. He wants us. He's been doing interviews from November. There was a World Cup break where he wasn't involved. There was a whole six to seven weeks that passed from the first bit of interest, the first interview with Zinchenko's wife on YouTube. And we made no bid, you know. I'm not asking the club to to match what Chelsea were offering in terms of wages because what I've read, no, you don't do that when you're when you're still to renew Saka, still to renew Martinelli, still to renew Saliba. You look at what Mudrik's done, nothing so far. A handful of games in the Ukrainian league, you can't give him that money at Arsenal Football Club because. We haven't got Chelsea, Man City, Man United money. And we're just coming off the back of resetting our wage structure. So I'm with the club. I'm, I, I, I'm, I understand that. But I just feel like we could have got the deal done before Chelsea even came sniffing around. Now, like I said, after the Tottenham game, it's history for me. I forgot about it. But we've got two weeks or just under two weeks to go of this transfer window. And Mikel Arteta has talked about maximising every window. Mikel Arteta has talked about he needs you know more into the squad. It's quite thin. I know he had an interview after the Tottenham game where he spoke well on it. He didn't throw anyone under the bus above him. But we've heard these quotes from Mikel already. He doesn't need to say it again. You know, he said we need players. He said you need to maximise every window. And the position we're in, I hope Arsenal do bring someone in, at the very least someone, because we was all talking about potentially two, three players coming in a few weeks ago. Now that's looking more than unlikely, if I'm honest. But one player over the line, and, and the way the Mudrik deal kind of collapsed and Chelsea swooped in for it, it, it is what I look at it now and I say it is what it is. I didn't know much about the player anyway. The excitement built because of how you know how how he was twerking for us, as people like to say. Um, but I, I want to get you you lot's thoughts on it, Jordan. Can I can, can, can I go first? Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, my question would be, how do you know that he wants to come to Arsenal? Look at what he was doing all over socials. He had an interview with Zinchenko's wife. Where right, yep, right. So my theory is he didn't want to come to Arsenal. He wants to come to the Premier League, and the only team that was in for him were Arsenal. He's on five hundred. He's on five grand a week apparently at Mm. Shakhtar. He was looking for a prem move. He was looking for a Premier League move, and the only team that was in for him were Arsenal. If Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea and City were all in for him for the past four months, does he twerk for Arsenal? Maybe, well, he, but he, maybe he, not. He hasn't. It, it, he's, very, he's been very open on social media. So I would yeah. assume that having signed for Chelsea, he would still be as open as he was regarding Chelsea with Arsenal. But he hasn't... It's, it's all business. It. It's all business to him. He's got, he's, he's got his money he's, now. He's sorted. He's, he's got, right he's got the bad Turkish. He's nice. He doesn't care about Arsenal. He doesn't care right. about Chelsea. I, um, he wanted to move to, 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 to the Premier League. I don't know. Because Brentford and a few other clubs came in for him hard, actually, with £40 million bids last summer. And, you know, nothing was really said. And I think I think from what I read or whatever, he was quite happy to, to, to wait and, and all that. I, the big bag. I, so, so at first, at first, my initial reaction was, oh, he's played us. He never really wanted Arsenal that much. And I was kind of with you on that, Jordan. And I, and I know, I know, especially Charles Stiles will be going, you're just bitter, you're just this or that. But I don't, I just get this feeling he didn't really want that Chelsea move. But ultimately, they put up the money. 
there was a massive financial offer there that was too good to turn down. And Arsenal weren't going to match it. And he thought, well, it's Chelsea or nothing. Mm. I think he did want Arsenal. I think if both offers the same, put in, front, in fact, even if even if both agreed with Shakhtar and Chelsea offered still like, you know, a better wage, but nothing massively significant. I think he'd have picked Arsenal. I think <laughs> Chelsea just really forced the hand with both the club and the player and, and, and you know, did what they had to do. They were bullish and they got the player they wanted. Now, I'm not saying he's not happy to go to Chelsea. He's, you know, they are still a club that, for whatever we like to say, and all the banter I've been having recently with Chelsea fans, they have had a very successful last 20 years and Todd Bowley is spending the kind of money that would suggest they're probably going to continue to have a degree of success. However, I think he wants, I really think he wanted Arsenal. And I, I just, I, I know it's kind of, I'm reading too much into pictures and all that and, and, and sort of the odd bit of footage, but I don't think he looks over the moon to be there. But again, what do I know? I mean, that might just be his demeanour. Maybe he's not the smiliest of people, I don't know. But I, I really think he wanted the Arsenal move. I really do. Yeah, at the end of the day, he didn't have a choice. Yeah, well, He didn't have a choice. It. Arsenal didn't, didn't Did make he? the offer. No, you they could, didn't. You could reject Chelsea and say to Shakhtar. He could have done, but like the fact of the matter is, Arsenal weren't going to go to what 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 yeah. what Chelsea yeah. were doing, and, that, and, that, and, that, and an eight-year contract as well, Lee. He, yeah, that, that's it. You I, know I, mean? I'm, so I'm with you. The, the end of the end of it, you, you know, he's, he's not. He's not. They're not supporters, are they? They're not. They're, they're players. You know, what I mean, it, it was a deal that he couldn't turn down. I'm not being horrible. It's it's like if you know, we'd be the same if if someone comes in and says, you know, what I mean, like. Um, we're going to offer you like this money to go here and all that. Like money talks. If the oh, big six came to you, Lee, and said, "We're making you a deal you can't refuse. We're going to put you on an eight-year deal, ten grand a week, but you can't do forever Arsenal." What's the choice? Well, you know, where's the pen? You know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> yes, that's, 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 that's how it is. You know what I mean? There like, you go, you've mate. Got, you've got, you've got, to, you've got to accept that. That is football, right? Like, you know what? What really pees me off, and I think Turkey should probably agree with me, is that like, Arsenal knew what the price was, right? And they messed around two weeks ago. And the reason Chelsea have come in for him is not because they really, really rate him all that. It's because they got, you know. Perisic out, they've got Sterling out, they got three or four, all went down at the same time and they thought, oh, we need to bring in someone. If Arsenal would have gone realistically, like said, right, we're, what, what, what's your offer? And they would have said this and that. Arsenal could have matched that offer which they had on the table like two weeks ago, uh, or, or three days ago, they could have put down at first and could have got the player. The other point, the other point of it is that... Uh, if if they said to him, right, well, this is how much it is. It's like when you go to a shop, right? Just say like you're going to go and buy a buy a buy a, a Hugo Boss shirt or or, or whatever, like an Armani shirt, or whatever, like. And you go into the shop, right, and you see it's sixty quid, right, or or, or one hundred and thirty quid, right. You look at it and you think, oh, one hundred and thirty quid's too much for a t-shirt. Nah, and you walk out, don't you? Right, you might come back in the next day see if it's in the sale, but then you know, you know, ain't, ain't you, you have to move on. You know what I mean? And that's what really annoys me about Arsenal. I think they should have looked at the deal and thought, no, that's too much. We're pulling out two weeks mm -hmm. ago or whatever. Waste. That's that's my biggest beef about. It. Not about the player, <laughs> right? Is that we wasted like two and a half weeks, maybe three and a half, four, even before that on that. And that's my yeah. beef. You know what I mean? Like, but... see the price. If you don't agree with it, move on. But I'm going to give the club some credit, which is that they were willing to 
pay a very significant amount for a yeah. player that had very little first team um, appearances and actually not a lot of. Listen, this isn't signing, you know, Pedri from Barcelona. You know, with all due respect, and I, I think Mudrik looks absolute class. I'll be honest, he does. Um, but you know, they're willing to spend a lot of money because supposedly Arteta's first choice and he was priority and all that. Okay, it didn't get done. They spent a lot of time trying to do it. They actually tried. I th- I don't think it's like Vlahovic last January where it never felt credible. You know, all the this yeah. actually felt like they really tried. Okay, now the test is what happens in these next two weeks. I'm not saying anything special there. Everyone's been making that point, but it's not. It it can't Edu and Arteta and whoever get themselves together and go. We gave this a real go, but there's a pot of money there. And you've called for players. So what are we going to, are we going to adapt ourselves? I don't think, I know it sounds very noble, they're told we're not going to sign anyone unless they're the right player. But it's not black and white. It's not, you're either the right player or the wrong player. Maybe the player's a little older than you'd like. Maybe they want a little bit more than you'd like to give. Maybe they don't quite cover all the positions you want, but they cover two or two of them maybe. Are you going to do that deal? You know, Trossard. And I'm, 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 listen, I'm not saying, by the way, Trossard, but are you going to investigate? Well, what, happened, what happened behind the scenes? Is is his personality? Because as, as a player, he looks bloody brilliant. You know, I just wonder whether they're going to take that risk. I and think, I think they've got to. I think you've nailed it, James. I, I'm, I'm, I'm finding how the club are dealing with their transfers very interesting. And I think we've all said in the last kind of X amount of podcasts that the club have earned the right this last two years for us to trust them as fans. Mm-hmm. However, when you look at things like the Vlaivet situation, Gimares, um, now Mudrik, um, there's been other players as well. Paqueta. that Paqueta. There's a couple others as well that we were pretty much close to signing. And then the next thing, they're at West Ham or they're at Newcastle or they're at Chelsea or they're at Barcelona or they're... It makes me think that the club have got a, a structure of what they're not prepared to go beyond. And in some ways, that's commendable because they're saying, no, we're not going to, we're going to live within our means. We're not going to mash up the, the way structure, which, which is what we did with the likes of Meza Ozil and um, Bamiyang and other players. Well, go on, Lee. No, no, I, I agree with everything you're saying. But what, what, what I will say with this, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, when you're looking to buy, prepared to stump up 90 million, over wherever long it is for for um, a player that's hardly played in Ukraine, that's fine. I, 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 I admire that. Like, but when someone like Declan Rice comes available or Jude Bellingham, I expect Arsenal to be in for them people now because if they're prepared to put that out for 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 a Mudrich, I expect them to be going for those sort of players as well now. But the wages is a big thing, I think. Yeah, high well, fees, lower wages, or, or or big wages, lower fee. That's, that's what it's looking like for us. Cam's made it. Did you see the point Cam yeah. made? I mean, he nailed it. I didn't even think of it that way. He basically said, you know, if Arsenal go and give even 100 grand a week to Mudrick or 120, whatever it is, you know, which I think is roughly what he's on Chelsea or probably more, you know, what does Saka, Martinelli and Saliba's well, agents That's, that's exactly it's right. It's a great point Cam's made. Well, of course it is. And Arsenal can't, they can't, be held, they can't be held to that. It's one thing saying, We'll pay a little bit more in a transfer fee because we're investing in your potential that we put you on 50 grand a week or something. That is different. It's a, James, it's a great point. And it, it's not just them. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you, if you be honest about it, you don't think like Jesus has got in his contract, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, 
he's on 170 grand a week, say like. If Saka goes on 200, uh, Martinelli goes on 200, and you bring in Mudric or someone else like that on 200, you don't think he's going to be knocking on the door, do you? And saying, like, hold on a minute. You know what yeah. I mean? And then, and then Arsenal turn around and go, no, no. You sign that contract, you're sticking with it. What's that mean? He's going to become a bit I, unsettled. So yeah. you, you've got to be, it's all about managing it in, in properly. You're, you're, you're right. I think you're both right. I think Arsenal have to be quite smart about this. And as fans, we want players to come in. I've said from the get-go that I think we are short in midfield and in the wide area. But also, I think the club have realised that... They're, they're, for me, the club are stuck in a difficult position. The club, I think, think, well, we're probably a year ahead of schedule. So the winning the league this year wasn't the intention, but then they're thinking, but hang on a minute, we can win this league. So do we go for it? And Lee, you mentioned a really good point a couple of weeks ago when you said you would spend all of the summer's money in this window here. And I at the time agreed with you, but the more I think about it now, I'm torn because I'm a little bit like, do we mash up the, the longer term plan for the short term possible gain? Or do we stick to the plan? And if it means coming second this year, and then we spend two hundred million in the summer to win it next year, then we do that. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence a little bit in terms of what we do. But what I do know is that yes, we have a great opportunity to win the Premier League this season. But at what cost? If it means spending big now, but mashing up the long term future and pissing off the people, you know, other players in the squad, is it therefore worth it? But the pre- but the Premier League is the end game. Now, for top four last season... True, true, you know, true. I, I true. don't think for top four, you, 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 you destroy or tear up long-term plans. For the Premier League, I think... I think you, well, listen, I don't think bringing forward a summer budget is tearing up plans, but it, it might be spending a little bit more than you want. It might be compromising what you do in the summer for now, but the Premier League is absolutely worth it. But the thing is, I, I think, again, we're talking absolutes a little bit too much. Zaha, Trossard, Pedro Neto, I'm just saying some names. Um, Nico Williams, Atlet, um, is, is he a Bilbao? Okay, sorry, I can't Bilbao, remember. Bilbao, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, these players, okay. Are they, are Arteta Nedu looking for a player who's 98 to 100% the right player? Or would they go to the player that's 85 to kind of 95% the right player? And the reason I'm explaining that way is because I just think we can't go, he's right, he's wrong. Well, he's missing that one little thing, so he's the wrong player. You know, no, no there's got to be a little bit of chance. Luis Diaz, I think, has just turned 26. That's a good age. I mean, whatever. But, you know, uh, who knows? Maybe Arsenal don't want to sign anyone above 24. And suddenly, Luis Diaz isn't the right player. You know what I mean? Like, let's, yeah. I just think, let's, let's try and sort of compromise a little bit and do something these two weeks. I don't think it's, uh, 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 we should, worry about um because we missed out on him a lot you know like Diaz is a very very put Diaz is all, all was signing for Spurs we all know that right Liverpool mm-hmm. come in and blew that out of the water like you know what I mean it happens that that's mm. I've got no problem with like you know what I mean like Chelsea blew us out of the water like it's not embarrassing that part of it all that what is embarrassing for me is that we spent so much time haggling yeah. haggling haggling that is my mm. problem like what Tottenham did after they lost to Diaz, they brought in Bento, yes, yeah, they, 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 and went straight in with a couple. Of, that's a fantastic point, and that's what Arsenal mm. got to do now, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lovely, yeah. Brilliant point, I completely, brilliant. I completely agree you. with all of you, but I won't let them off, the, I won't let them above off the hook because if your ceiling was always what was the final offer, was it um, 90 million euros total? Yeah. If your ceiling was all, pound in it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so 
if that was the ceiling and you knew of this interest from November and Cecil saw them all meeting in November uh, during the World Cup, why didn't the first and second bids get made in December? So we knew what we had to do to get it done. Because then Chelsea wouldn't have been part of the conversation. And you know what? We lost out. Like Lee said, it's not embarrassing. It's not the end of the world. It could be more embarrassing for Chelsea in years to come. We'll see how it pans Mm. out. But what is next? It, does it mean now that that seventy that's the most million thing. What is that next? we had to spend? Because they say it affects summer plans, and I understand it affects summer plans in some way, shape, or form. But January spend falls into this financial year. It's added on top of the summer spending from last year. So in terms of FFP, it doesn't affect the summer window coming up because that's the start of the new FFP year. So if we've got this 70 million, like we supposedly had the 70 million for Vlahovic, and I agree with you, James, I don't believe the Vlahovic stuff, I do believe the Mudrik stuff, then what are we going to do with it next? I do expect to see someone, maybe it's going to be a low-risk move, maybe a Zaha that you can get in on the cheap with lower wages. Well, well, that's the point, Turkish. I think who we sign in this window, if we sign anybody, will tell us if the club are going for the league or planning for next year. Mm -hmm. If the club sign Rafinha, on loan for from Barca for, for to the end of the season. That says to me, they're thinking that there's a chance for the title here. Yeah. They're thinking short-term, get someone in now, for short-term, to win the title. If they get someone in, if they sign someone on a big fee, that to me says they're thinking about next season. And they're thinking, we might win the league this year, but if not, we're, 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 we're re-ing up now for for the following season. I, I just think, I think the Mujic thing, just to kind of my final point on him would be, I think Chelsea wrapped him up when Felix got sent off last week. Mm-hmm. I think the Felix red card accelerated um, that deal because they, they, they're they short in, in those areas in terms of A, injuries, <laughs> and B, players on form. No, no, I know why you're laughing because they've got numbers no, there. Just, but, I mean, but, they're such a hilariously shameless club. Oh, our it, 50 million pound winger, and then our other 50 million pound winger got injured. Oh, our 20 million pound loan, or 10 million before they get to me, loan fee winger is out for three months. Oh, quickly, 100 million on Mudrick, go. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know, I know, oh I, know, I, know like I know, another one, Casado, Casado, sixty-five million. Stop them. Yeah. Do, you, do you think? Do you think Arsenal being linked oh. now with Declan Rice is a tactic to get Chelsea to buy him? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was. They can't carry on spending like they're spending now, Chelsea. They cannot carry on doing it. It's it's not sustainable. Like you know, what I mean, it's not. You know. Rory Jennings made a fantastic point. How are you signing these players when they're when they're saying they want to be at other clubs, and and then you wonder why they don't look fully out. And 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 and, 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 and and also, where's the money being made back? Because yeah, they're going to let some players go and this and the, and but Lukaku, that's going to be a massive loss. Yeah. Sterling, that's going to be a loss. So they're spending big money, well, but wh- where is the big money coming back in? There's no Apparently players making Chelsea Sterling got. available. Would you loan him to, to, the, to the summer? Would yeah. you loan him to the summer? Raheem Sterling? I don't I think think I'd like, I'd get, I'm alone, yeah. I wouldn't buy him. I'd have him. He's ready, he's ready to go under our setter, I think. To but, be honest, no, I wouldn't uh, have him. I wouldn't have him. I don't think Sterling's as great as Man City made him out to be. And I think we're seeing that. He, he right. was meant to be the, the guy coming into Chelsea this summer. He knows the league. He, he's banged in this league. He's won league titles. Jesus has been better than him. 
Mm-hmm. Full stop. N- n- not even a short-term loan to get over the line. No, nah, I don't think he's that player for Sterling to come in and then st- start ahead of Martinelli now. Straight, like, you know, or... or he has to, to start. Doesn't have to start. Doesn't have to start either. To be honest, I'm surprised we even went for a left-sided forward because we've got Emerson. Yeah, I, I always thought we'd go for the right side or another striker. So I want a midfielder. I feel like Arteta wanted this player. He hasn't gone for an attacker like this since being at the club. He got Odegaard, he got Jesus, but to go all in on a player like this, 90 million euros, Arteta must have really wanted him. That <laughs> part, that man. So you know that that's that's kind of why um, I was kind of upset about it all. You asked about Declan Rice. I thought you were going to take that in a slightly different uh, direction, Jordan, about sort of more so, do we think it's coming out? Because it might be the club's way of saying, yeah, nothing's happening in January, so let's just kind of let you know about our summer plans. <laughs> and um, by the way, I think, by the way, I do think that Rice stuff is absolutely legit. I do. Um, but um, it was interesting because I think Gary Jacob came out with it first. Then uh, James McNicholas Gunner blog uh, posted it as well. And he replied to someone because there was a lot of that, oh, here we go, the Arsenal PR. And uh, Gunner Blog sort of replied, look, I don't think the club would have wanted this to come out. Like, honestly, you know, and, and basically said, um, he was basically yeah, sticking by his reporting, and rightly so. Um, so he was sort of basically pushing back on whether this is like a just a PR thing from the club to sort of prepare us for the fact that no deals would be done. Um but I'm still a little bit. Um, I don't think we're going to sign anyone this window. I went from I think we'll get one or two to now I don't think we will get anyone. I, I, I did say that a month ago. Remember, I said this month I don't think yeah, we'll sign did. anybody. I, I just don't you see did. it. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I, I no, me too. I hope we're all wrong um, because we've been we've been pretty fortunate with injuries. I know Jesus being out for a long time hurts us. But if that transfer window closes end of this month and in February, another one of our players, important players, picks up an injury, everyone's going to be looking back at this January window and saying, what What was you lot doing? So do I don't want to... Do, do you think you can get Rice now? Do you think you can... I know everyone's saying, I know everyone's saying it can't be done. West Ham absolutely won't consider a January sale. But they're in real <laughs> trouble. They're probably going to make a change of manager and that comes with a financial cost. You know, they spent a lot of money on, on Skamaka and, and, and Paqueta last summer. Is there just a cash in now? You know, give no, the new manager that, the that, 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 fan, that fan base are, are, are seething at the moment. If they lost, oh, yeah, it's, one thing lose, it's one thing losing your star player, but to West Ham, he's more than their star player. Yeah. So if yeah, they were right. to lose Declan Rice, their captain as well. Yeah. They're in a relegation battle this month. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no way that they can. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. No one. Yeah, My bad. They need to keep them and stay up and 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 Start get some players, as Robbie once said. Yeah, well, <laughs> still two weeks to go. Still a few more forever Arsenal shows to go from now and and the end of the transfer window. So we'll see. Hopefully, one of them is is starting off with a new signing, and we can talk about him coming in. But we'll see. It's our ten minutes, our longest pod so far. We've got Man United at home this Sunday. Listen, we're going to be back. We're doing another podcast, aren't we? No, no, Before it's going to be next week now. Because, oh, okay. because this one's quite late in the week now. Well, not late in the week, but yeah. we're super yeah. fan debates coming out, box to box, yeah, like yeah, trade you, all of them. Um, but we'll see. I did say we'll do that, but we'll see. We'll see if we can fit it in. But 
yeah, last week there was a lot of content leading up to the game. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of content leading up to this game, another big one. Um, so we'll talk and we'll try and work it out. But United, um, it's time for predictions. Jordan's rubbing his hands. I don't well, know if well the prediction is, is Jordan watching the game or not? That's the point for anybody there, like, no? Is it someone's 51st birthday this Sunday? No, Jordan? no, no. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to the game. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Um, 26, 24. We're, we're starting to move away now. Uh, yeah. You know, Golly, go on. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, that's why we're at, we're at the top because we know. Oh, you know, shut up. the Arsenal to beat Spurs. Bosh, there it is. Points, points can, on the board. Points go. on the board. Can, 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 I, can I just say, before we get to predictions, you guys all said, all three of you, that the Spurs game, the Spurs fixture is the one that you get kind of uh, nervous about the most. This is the one for me. Arsenal Man United is the game that I get the most nervous about. I'm not actually nervous about this particular fixture, this game to, uh, on Saturday. I think we're going to smash them. But generally... It's Sunday, Arsenal... but no, we'll let you know. Oh, we'll Sunday. Let you know. We'll, we'll let for, <laughs> for, for, for <laughs> It'll be there Sunday. Where is everybody? Where is everybody? This is the fixture that I, I, I most really want to win. I, I despise Chelsea. Obviously, a rivalry with, 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 with Tottenham, but I can't stand Man United. I can't stand them. And this is the game for me. This is my Spurs, if you like. I, I have to win this game. And I, I, I think we will. I think people are talking up United being better than they actually are. I know they've been on this great run, but I'm sorry. If they perform like they performed on Saturday against City, against us on the weekend, we'll, we'll slap them. I'm, I'm, I've never been so confident about a game this season than I am this game here. They come into the Emirates. I thought we were unlucky to, to lose the game at Old Trafford a few, a few months back. Um, and I'm really, really confident that we can, we, we, we can and will win this game on, on, on um, when is it? Sunday, massive whenever it is. Massive game. Yeah, su- Sunday, Sunday 1.30, Jordan, <laughs> right, yeah? Getting there three hours early, just in case. <laughs> no, hold on, the highlights go around half three. Shut yeah. up! <laughs> just keep refreshing. She's not good in the Emirates. Hit, hit, hit the bell. Hit the bell for notifications. Yeah. <laughs> Upload. Subscribe to Sky Sports Premier League. <laughs> Shut up. As, as you can see, people, um, if you're watching on YouTube... If you're not and you're listening on Spotify, Apple, all of them podcast platforms, um, that table is meant to say 26 games played. Um, I'm top on 26 points. Lee's in second, 25 points. We both got a point after predicting a Tottenham win. None of us got the correct score. And James and Jordan lie in joint third, joint fourth, whatever you want to call it, on 20 points, some way off. So there's a relegation joint battle. Last. And a dodge. What do you say, James? Joint last. Can I say this reflects worse on me? I'll tell you why it reflects worse on me. I'll be really, really <laughs> honest, right? Nothing to do with the numbers and the stats or anything like that. I should know what's coming because I watch the games. So I should know. I understand. It doesn't know what's happening. I get that. But I'm still, it's poor from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's not good enough. It's not good enough. What, what, what are your thoughts? I know we're like, this is like forever Arsenal podcast, extra time now, but what, what are you lot's thoughts on, on the game and, and, and how we should approach it? And for, for me, this is, this is bigger than the Tottenham game because it's more of a, you know, they're, they're, they're on form. They're the team that's, uh, you know, we need to 
keep keep away from us. I think a win puts them out. If we beat them, it puts them out of it. It's, if if they win, it puts them very very much in it. They actually are nine points behind, but by the time they play, they've got Crystal Palace, so they could have actually mm. have, uh, uh, put that down. You know, all of a sudden, like we're saying, eight points clear of Man City. You know, we want to be the same um, sort of. Uh, for Manchester United as well, like, you know, so I think it's a massive game. We're at home. This is a massive, massive game. Um, don't give them any encouragement that they can win the league and whatever, like, you know, so this is one where you, where you, 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 that they come to, what, what I'll say, what I really, they come to this game in form. If you beat them when they're coming in form, that's a big statement. Did you guys think that Man United winning on Saturday benefited us or would you have preferred City to have won? Benefits no, if we beat them. Yeah. We if we beat him, it benefits us. No, no, no. The game on Saturday gone. City United. Yeah, yeah. Like I still say now, I, don't, <laughs> I didn't care who won. I think we was in a great position last 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 week. If uh, if Man City e- either won, either way, either mm. way, you know what I mean. I was hoping mm. it would be a draw, so both teams drop points. Mm. But as long as we win uh, on Sunday, you know, if we win on Sunday, this has been the perfect two games for us. You know what I mean? We've look, Manchester City mm. have dropped points. We've Manchester United have dropped points. Tottenham have dropped points. And, and, and by the way, who are we supporting on Thursday? Oh yeah, Spurs. Yeah, <clears throat> Jordan on the on the Arsenal Man City dynamic. Forgetting United, and I do think are clawing the way up the table. That that Manchester derby I think went perfectly for us because yeah. City didn't play well at all. They had five shots, one on target. Haaland did nothing, but yet they actually did still dominate for about twenty five minutes that second half. They got the goal. Think they found they clicked into gear. Then you've got the sucker punch of, you know, a really unfair goal being, you know, given against them. Yeah. Then they concede immediately after. They've lost the Manchester derby. It's another defeat on the board. I mean, you couldn't have written a, a better way for City to lose that game, not just because of the three points they've lost, but mentally, I think that's a really irritating the, one for them. The, 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 the counter, though, is that if Man City had won that match, and I don't think United are in the title race. I just don't think they're in the title race. I mean, we talk next week and it could be different, but I don't think they're not in the race for me. But if, if City win that game at Old Trafford, then it's a straight shootout between us and City. Whereas United win the, that game now, others would argue it's a three-horse race. Yeah. Right. If, we, if, if Tottenham can get something off of City on Thursday and we can beat United... It'll be ten to eleven point difference at the top of the table. Is it even a race anymore? But it's still yeah. it's, it's good. I, I will it's say this about the Manchester United, and don't 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 underestimate this. Arsenal have got to play Man City twice. Man City have got to play Arsenal twice. Manchester United have played Man City twice. And would have played Arsenal twice. Would have played Arsenal twice by the week. They beat Arsenal. They'd have played them twice as well. So it's at the they're very, very much in it if we don't beat them on Sunday. Don't, don't, don't write them off. I, I, I agree. I'd flip it. I think if we beat United, I would then. I think they're out of it definitely for for sure. But I think then we start building up the buffer even more because even if worst case City beat Arsenal twice, we're still potentially a couple of points ahead of City. So that's why this game for me is huge. It is massive. Beating Spurs for me was about righting the wrong of drawing against <coughs> Newcastle. We've done that now. We went away to a so-called big team and got three points. This now is about, can we, especially off the back of the City, whatever happens between City and Spurs, this game for me is about, can we now start building on the buffer? Because we do have City twice very, very soon. I, I think this is the game of the season. We win this game. I start to then believe and start to believe yeah. we're the favourites. 
And, and also, which is a big point, and people go, oh, Arsenal, you know what I mean? Oh, they can't blow it from here a lot, you know what I mean? We've got Newcastle away, Manchester City away, Liverpool away. You know what I mean? Like, that's nine points. You know what I mean? Like, now, not everybody wins at those grounds. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, listen, we need to get as many points as in front of Man City as we can and as many as we can in Man United. And Newcastle are not out of this by, by a long, short, short neither, like, you know. Last minute. Four winner, teams yeah. challenging for this title. They are They are and, for me. They're out of it for me, Lee. Let me, can I, 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 let me just tell you why quickly, because Newcastle, every single player is playing an 8 or a 9 out of 10. Every player. That is not sustainable. It's well, not. say that the, about the, Arsenal. No, no, no. But we are three years into our project. We're three years into our into our seasoning. They're, they're in year one. They're all bu- buzzing and excited. And they're, 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 they're overperforming. I don't think we're overperforming. I think we're probably in and around where we're meant to be considering we're three years into our project. Newcastle, the minute two or three players drop to a 7 out of 10 or a 6 out of 10, You'll see results start to drop. So I'm 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 not I'm not having Newcastle because they're they're overperforming for a very long time, and I just think eventually that will dip. Sunday will be, yeah. Sunday will be um, one one to definitely look out for because Ten Hag he, he's shown himself as a very competent tactical coach, and uh, and we mm-hmm. saw that in the first game. I'm looking at Ben White to have a big one, um, Saliba as well on that side with Rashford, who's in the. Mm-hmm. F- back to the form of his life again mm-hmm. and I think if you nullify that threat and with Thomas Partey back in the midfield in comparison to Lokonga in the in the away game <laughs> I'm pretty confident about the game I'm pretty confident and as I'm top of the league I go first even though some of the well one of the comments last week said why don't you let Jordan go first no 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 I guess yeah, rules, are rules. Rules, are rules. rules are rules rules are rules James what was you going to say I said no someone did actually say why don't we all write it down and put it up together so there's no copying and i said i might bring that in next season that's Uh, that's not not a bad idea but i like i mean that could be fun because when you realize you pulled out the same score as jordan then it's like oh no but there's something brilliant about kind of knowing what the person you're trying to chase has gone for and wanting to like change tactic a bit so yeah yeah yeah. yeah i agree yeah on that note, since you're all chasing, I'm going 3-1 Arsenal. You love a 3-1. I mean, you really love a 3-1. He does like a 3-1, doesn't he? Yeah, why not? Why not? Well, I mean, Fred, you're top, so who am I to? 2-1. Ooh, 2-1. Was that always your score, Lee, yeah? Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to say this now. Like, you know, I, 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 I thought Arsenal... I actually said, you know, like, on the... Um, we do the, uh, you know, who knows wins thing and all that. I actually put down 2 0 for Arsenal, uh, but I changed it to just be a little bit cautious, you know, because, I mean? you know, yeah. when you went 3 1, I, 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 part of me sh- should have gone for 2 0. Part of me thinks 2 0 for this one, but 2 1. I think at home we're a little bit more vulnerable to the counter attack. Uh, that's my worry. Um, I just won't be popular. I'm actually going to go 2 2. Um, yeah, it worked for us last week. Yeah, yeah, you just, you just keep going, you just keep going for your draws. Oh well, I yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm anticipating a very difficult game. Yeah, I am as well. Draws I'm not, last I, not least. I, I'm not. I'm going three one as well, and I don't think. Sorry, and and I I actually was going to go four one. <laughs> <Pickley. laughs> 
I was going to go four one, but I, I, I'm, no, I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna... yeah, I think three one's a good score. Like, yeah, <laughs> really I'm, I'm going. I don't think it'll be a difficult game at all. I, I, if we handle our business, money on that, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. shut up. I, I, I think what's <laughs> tricky though. What, what, hang on, hang on. What, what, what's tricky though is the Palace game that they've got in the in in midweek because that could shape how they start against Arsenal. So if they, they might, for example, not think that Casemiro can play three games in a week, so then he might not play against Palace, but play against Arsenal, and they may, do you know what I mean? They may go for it as opposed to thinking a point is a good result for for, for, for United. So the someone Palace game... Said, sorry, someone what? said Casemiro is on four bookings. He is. So he, he is. might get left out of this game against Crystal Possibly. Palace. Possibly. So if they lose to Palace, then they're going to have to try and beat us at the Emirates, which means I think that plays into our hands. Well, listen, so... they drop points. They drop points against us. That, you know what I mean? Like Turkish... You know, we'll be smiling because three-one isn't much better thing. If they drop points against Palace, you know, they, they, I don't think they will. By the way, but no, I think they'll beat Palace. I think they'll beat Palace. And on that yellow card thing, I just remembered that Saka and Saliba unscathed. It gets reset after the United. Yeah, reset games. after this game, so they're fine. They're oh, fine, does yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, sick, yeah. Sick. Somebody yeah. said to me that they should. Um, they they thought United should man mark Odegaard. And I said, I think that would be the worst mistake you can make. Yep. I think if they put someone to sit on Odegaard, like a Fred or whatever, I think we smash them. That is the, the, the template to, to, to play against Arsenal for me was set by Newcastle. You don't man-mark Odegaard. You, you, we'll just we'll, we'll pop it around you and we'll, we'll kill you. We're just too good and too fluid. So I think that you, how United set up in this game, I'm really intrigued. Do they come to the Emirates thinking, take a point and we'll try and catch them down the line? Or do they come to the Emirates thinking, we're going to try and win. I think they'll try and come to win. I think Ten Hag's mentality is we're going to try and win this game. And I think that oh, plays yeah. into our hands. Yeah, I mean, if you man Mark Odegaard, you still got Saka Martinelli to, to look out for who are creators in their own right. So, you know, Odegaard is <coughs> the star of the show for sure. But Saka and Martinelli are not far behind. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes, people. All of us, well, I was about to say all of us are predicting wins. But I'm going to say James has gone back to his ritual and he's gone with 2-2. Uh, me and Jordan have gone 3-1. And Lee has gone 2-1. One so, of you yeah. two is going to be bottom. Just put that out there. Oh, no. uh, unless we, but unless not, not if we lose. Not if we lose. No, if we lose. No, that's right. Yeah. Let's just hope uh, cool. one of you is bottom. Have we all got um, comments of the day ready? We're nearly an yeah, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody hell, yeah. But there there um, were some great ones, can I just say. 300, by the way, as well. Another 300. Oh, big up everyone engaging. Make oh, sure you do leave your comments. Make sure you do hit the like button. Get it up to a thousand. Jordan, what's going on? You always... I, I, no, no, I've got, I've got to find up my, on my on my photos bit. So hang on, hang on. Well, hey, what happened to your volumes? No, you know what it is? I left my book wanging, my laptop. You? You're not wanging went, over No, there, no, no. I, I went for dinner last week and I left my bag and laptop in the restaurant. I've got to go and pick it up in a minute, actually. Oh. And my book is in the bag. Anyway... Um, <laughs> Uh, incredible. How, how does this, how does this bloke get his life? It's incredible. Uh, Talk sport, AFTV, and he's, <laughs> he's got. 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 I like that one. There was another one. Oh, that you like said... that one, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one said here, uh, the 
fact Jordan is now wanting to predict either a draw or a loss so that his curse doesn't affect the other team is even more hilarious. Very, very true. And the last one is, love the shout-outs you guys gave the fans that you've run into on the street. I actually saw Jordan in the market the other day. I turned around and walked away. Yes. <laughs> that, was that was on the mind as well. That is a top comment. Absolute wanker. That's up there with the one that was, you know, a few months ago that said, I hope you do well in your business. So maybe Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to yeah. say that like, the comments this week, I've got to say this, um, very complimentary of James's funny takes and all that, like, you know what I mean? Lots they of were, they were. were. About his, his one-off well, about you. the Cambridge and Oxford boat race, which was hilarious. Yeah. Did you write it's, it's really did, nice. Did it's really nice because I'm a big, you know, like me and, me and James don't like each other, as you know, like, but... Uh, I've always been a big fan of him from day one, and he's 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 just growing and growing and growing and becoming much much better. And and the, the, I think the funny side of James is probably saying I I I see very early, and people probably didn't, and and you know, so I'm so pleased that this show. Uh, he's, like, he's, he's like our He's like our Saka, isn't he? He's come from he's young young but coming flourishing through, in every flourishing way. Flourishing now. I, I, I do like, and he, he is a funny guy, and he comes out with some very very good comments. So well done, and I'm very pleased with that. Like, well, thank you. That's very sweet. A amen, amen to that. But well, I've gone for a, I don't know what is it. What's the man, Nima or whatever at NASA? Well, sorry, whatever the name is, he goes, Lee does a good job of hiding his yawns, but you can always tell. Like, you can tell. <laughs> Sometimes I don't I love do that. One. So, um, you know, I can uh, tell. I've obviously now got a, got a, especially on the eight o'clock uh, early ones, I'm going to have to um, change my tactic, right? You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> nice. just, a heads, just a heads up, people. There was a couple of people late today and we let them off. Yeah, we, we let, let them off. Yeah. You see? Yeah. No, no but hang on, hang on, hang on. Wasn't we going to board board trial? Uh, jewelry was out. I had to no, be hang, hang, hang on. Wasn't we in within? Isn't like a window that we're allowed to be late before it? No, in? it's any time you're late after that. You know, eight o'clock is. It, and we give a, a we'll give a five minute window, but you 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 was we'll at let that. We we'll well. let you but off. But also, these are slightly fraudulent claims because I jumped on. And Turkish still spent 10 minutes with kind yeah, of yeah, when he got that cup tea, yeah. Yeah. That's because yeah. Jordan wasn't here yet. No, so, I was here before five passed. I was here before yeah, he five was. passed. We're just about starting. He said, oh, I was just going to go and make a cup Slander. of tea. Point deduction, I think. Point deduction. Oh, look at you. <laughs> back, to the, back to trial again, I, I assume. Bring back Sheree. <laughs> For my comments, I mean, you honestly had I had that one about the Jordan in the market walking away. I had the Lee yawn. So I've just gone with this. It is, I mean, it also, I do love it because it's so true. This pod has gone from Forever Arsenal to therapy for Lee and James. And I think we went full circle there. There are a few that were, there's another one that said, um, uh, Harry Potter and Voldemort have brought, brought their beef to Forever Arsenal. <laughs> um, and another which wasn't, it wasn't on a on a funny tone, but there was uh, a few comments from Netweed. I saw him replying to some people in the comment section, and he was very. Um, there's not just critical, but I think beyond critical of Eddie and Ketia, um, and us starting with him in the game and talking about how Harry Kane would, you know, outshine and whatever. Back your players, guys. Back your. I mean, it's all well and good having an opinion or what you think might happen but sometimes i think i'm just calling you know he was replying to a lot of stuff um and i really appreciate he watches the show and follows and and all that um but hopefully eddie's performance was just a you know just a, a little lesson to all of us that things can turn around very quickly in football 
And just before you go, Turkish, um, on that point, Eddie Nketiah, I think he's someone that I really am looking forward to stepping up on the weekend. I need a big, we need a big game from Nketiah. I don't think we'll get bags of chances, but I need him to be the guy. I need him to prove that actually he can replace Jesus in these big games. This is a massive game. So I think Nketiah can really shut a lot of people up, including me. Um, you he, know, did performance. he did, he did, he did. I need another one. Yeah, in one sense. <laughs> Right, the chance is missed. <laughs> well, he needs one against United, to say the least. Um, my comments, my well, my comment comes from Charles Charles Littledale. Am I the only one who was irritated by Turkish saying it is what it is? Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, you know, you know my reply to that. It is, it what, is it what it is. is. <laughs> it is what it is, my guy. What can we do? Listen, hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed. Notification bell on an hour and a half special after I've just done three hours on Big Six last night. I've got Big Six tonight as well. Overtime, overtime. I'm gonna, Ooh. I'm gonna have to speak to Robbie about our pay yeah, rise. Yeah, I think we're a bit of overtime day, especially these early morning starts as well. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Jordan. But yeah, yeah. you are the reason for these early morning starts. <laughs> you're, the only one, you're the one that wants to put me on trial straight away for making a cup of tea. <laughs> And by the way, the fact that we've gone all the way nearly to 10 o'clock shows that there was no reason whatsoever to start at 8. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well oh, said, yeah. Now, nah, Jordan, you're taking the piss. You what? Nah. <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not, you know what? It's normally I have stuff to do from 9 o'clock onwards, but this the, today it was, it, was, it, was, it was a loose day. It was a loose day, but normally the 8 a.m. Do, do, do help still. Right, cool. Big up Jordan, big, big up Lee, big up James. Make sure you're subscribed. Notification bells on. Make sure you go over to James's channel as well, Lee's channel as well, my channel. Support the individual solo channels as well. We're all doing content individually as well as the collective on AFTV. And we'll be back after the United game. There's definitely not going to be a, a next show this week now, considering the length of this one. So I hope you guys enjoy the long forever Arsenal podcast. And tune in next week where hopefully it's all smiles again. We put United to the sword. We get the three points and we keep it moving, people. Love for the love. We are out, people. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.